for tuning in to Movie Geeks United, everybody. We very much appreciate it. we got a great show tonight. As our millions of listeners know around the world, it's really not Oscar time until we present our Oscar prediction special. And that's tonight's show. Everybody excited? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, well, they're great. You're the man of the well, hour, Tony. Come on. I mean, this year is, I can only find three categories that I think are competitive. I think it. this yeah. is the most predictable year I can remember in the history of mm-hmm. our doing this and, and beyond. I disagree because I, all, of the, uh, all of the precursor rules are being thwarted. This year, I mean, uh, here we've got uh, one of the front runners not nominated for best director. Uh, we have one of the front runners not nominated for the SAG award. Uh, I, I just think we're we're finding a lot of uh, unusual things happening uh, in in the normal course of things. You know, as as, as far as compared to past years. By the way, can I just say, tonight we're joined by our great friend uh, and, and one of our favorite film critics, Mr. Tony Backlin. Uh, you can find his, uh, his writings on film, his interviews, his reviews at TonyMacklin.net. Welcome, Tony. Sorry, I didn't get Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Welcome. Hey, it's always good to have you, Tony. Yes, always. Well, wait for an hour or so right. before we, we decide that. <laughs> Okay, okay, if you say so. If you want to go that route, sure. <laughs> All right, so, so should we get right to it? Because there's about 60 categories, right, uh, this year? Um, oh, God, really? Start with, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a longer ceremony than usual. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. Well, I guess we can continue on this track. Are you? Uh, what is the single nomination that is most exciting to each of you? Tony. I'm not sure excitement is the word I would use, but the one that I'm most interested in, and and I think it's ironic that one of the three that I think is up for grabs is Best Picture. I think there are two films that are both both, uh, neck and neck, and either one of them could win. I I would prefer one of them winning. Also, the other thing is... One of the Oscar nominees for Best Picture, the uh, Call Me By Your Name, uh, has made just about $9 million. Do you guys know how much Jumani has made? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's $363 million, I think. Yeah, I, I think so, but I, I think that's a, that's a compare. I mean, I, I even if it, even at its, even in the best of times, I don't think Call Me By Your Name would make anything but, remotely know, better. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but the two, I think, the I two think two that favorites. would be a different story if if The Rock was having a sexual affair with a minor in Jumanji. I think it might be a $9 million grosser, too. But, but even the two <laughs> ones that are most favored are only over $30 million. But that's not you know, unheard of, Tony, in recent no, years. Yeah, but then you got Get Out. Then you got Get Out, which is the massive grosser. Uh, and Dunkirk. Shape of Water. Dunkirk. Uh, Dunkirk is the biggest, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's the one you're most excited about? I'm most excited about the the uh, recognition of Phantom Thread, I think. That was the yeah. most. Yeah. 
surprising thing, uh, surprising announcement in the nominations this year for uh, it getting in for picture and especially for director. Right. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, and, and Leslie Manville, of course. Uh, yeah, that I was mean, a, that was real pleasing. She's she's been waiting for a nomination for a long time. Nominations are nice, but it will win costume. Period. And it's a period costume. Oh, I think it's rightfully so, and rightfully so. I mean, <clears throat> I no think it's, yeah. We, well, um, that I'm just glad that it's it's it, it's in the conversation. It, it deserves yeah. to be. Um, yeah. So I I, I expected it, it to be left out largely. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time since there will be blood or the master that he's really got a that Paul Thomas Anderson has had like a foothold back in his game and. Uh, and it's also great to see Johnny Johnny Greenwood um, be nominated for score, which I, I would love to see him win for that. Um, the score is one of my favorite parts of the movie. What did you think about Logan being nominated for adapted screenplay, the first first film of its type to be nominated? I, I, was, but... I was kind of, but if you look at the people writing it, though Scott Frank, and that that's why I think cause he's a he's a very good screenwriter and he's very good at adapting like Elmore Leonard novels and things like of that nature. So. Um, do I think it'll win? No, but yes, it's nice to see it recognized um, in that sense. Well, I was just surprised that uh, two Kevin Spacey movies got nominated. Uh, well, I wasn't. I was. I mean, I was expecting them both to be nominated. But uh, uh, well, what's the second one? Uh, Baby Driver, obviously. Boss, bo- boss Baby. Oh, and Boss Baby. Baby. He's, uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even watch Boss Baby, so yeah, I didn't I, even see that. So I mean, wow. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, they didn't have time to recast him in Boss Baby. So that's true. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go through these uh, original screenplay. The nominees are The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Tony, as our guest of honor, who will win? Who do you want to win? This is one of the three categories that I think is absolutely knows and knows at this point. Uh, three billboards is my choice, but I think absolutely tied with it at this point is, is Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig's script. I really don't know which of the two is going to win. I lean towards three billboards because I like the picture better, but but it's, I would not be at all surprised if Lady Bird uh, wins original screenplay. I think that Lady Bird's going to win because as much as I like the scripts for uh, Three Billboards and Get Out and Shape of Water, I guess, I find that all three of those have major plot holes in them. And I think screenwriters will will note that. Uh, whereas I think Lady Bird is... And to a certain extent, the big sick are, are much smoother screenplays. Um, so, but I'm going with Lady Bird. Uh, I don't think I know that there's been a recent uh, controversy with Greta Gerwig, you know, uh, uh, downplaying or uh, besmirching her past experience with uh, Woody Allen, and uh, apparently that's gotten her some some backlash. Surprisingly, uh, this movie has been faced with backlash from the very beginning. Ever since it, it it's been uh, classified as the best reviewed movie of all time, that's a big target. Uh, but I still think that uh, 
the prevailing feeling of the year of uh, it being a woman's year, it will uh, manifest itself most strongly in the screenplay category. Well, then, do you think do you think three three billboards not to get that much ahead of us? But to me, it's relevant. Do you think three billboards is going to win the best picture? Uh, I don't actually. Okay. <laughs> I don't. All right. I I, uh, I I don't hold any stock into into anything that the Golden Globes, any kind of effect that the Golden Globes have on the Oscars. They, that that ebbs and flows with each and every year. You know, sometimes it sometimes it matches up, sometimes it doesn't. I don't think it's going to match up this year. Um, it's hard well, to tell. In this, in this time of. Um and I'm not saying that's all bad, but in this time of political correctness and uh, inclusion, which is definitely not a bad thing, the inclusion, uh, does that work against three billboards? Because a lot of people have problems with its depiction of of racism. All of that confuses me, and I don't understand it. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I guess that's a sign that... I'm completely. I'm out of touch. I'm one of those that are out of touch with the the prevailing uh, winds or whatever. But uh, I. But it I hasn't just, hurt it I so far <coughs> because it, it's been stacking up some wins uh, I, from various organizations. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I. I'll tell you the thing that's holding three billboards back from winning Best Picture. I think is the fact that I think Best Picture really has to be a movie that is largely loved by everyone. And uh, that is just not this movie. Uh, It's not any of these movies. Well, uh, loved by everyone. How many, how many of the masses do you think has seen the shape of water? And to me, it's between billboards and the shape of water. They're the only who have seen it. They almost all love it. The shape. Yeah. The shape of water. Uh, has actually is much more. I, I, I think it's much wider than one would suspect initially. No, I know a lot of I know lots of people who normally would not see a movie like that have seen it. So and liked it, by the way. I, I may add, really liked it. So who you would not think would like it. So I don't know Shape of Water. I would say, I think you'd be more inclined to say that kind of thing about a movie like Call Me by Your Name or something, a smaller movie of that nature. Um. If I may be very honest, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, I said, well, Jerry, what do you think? Who's going to win this? I, I want to, you know, I like this is a, this is this is some of these categories I think are very difficult because the level of talent and, and just the creative output here. I mean, each of these films are very good. Let's not forget, um, there could, even though it's a. I mean, it's great to see it get a nomination because I think it's a very good. The big sick, I would not rule that out. I, I would not. That could sneak in there. I, I know that. It's. Just, I think this is the only nomination it has. But there's a lot of love for that movie. Jerry, I'll there give you is. 21 odds, and I'll take. <laughs> I'll take that it it doesn't stand a chance. I, I don't think it I, does either. I know, but I, I just think I, I don't know. I mean, let me see. If three billboards gets it. Um, I think you're looking at. I mean, are we looking at the possibility of a three billboard sweep? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think. Well, I don't the know. The, I the interesting thing is, it's it's I think favored for two of the acting awards. Yeah, um, Francis and 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 Sam Rockwell. That's are, where it, are, yeah. Are, yeah seem to be, and it, that certainly gives it a bit of momentum. 
Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. He, there is this love for the movie, and I don't get me wrong; it's a very good movie. Um, but it does seem I I think we we might be looking at a three three billboard sweep. I I think so. Um, it is interesting though. You mentioned the big, the big sick, and out, out of all these, the the actual circumstances surrounding the writing of the screenplay, the the most interesting of those stories is the big sick. Yeah. Um. Uh. Not that that would play any factor in no, choosing it, it to win, but uh, but sometimes those side narratives do do play a factor. Jamie, I, uh, if I were if I were putting odds out on these five, that would be the fifth, the big sick. Effectively, it's only because it, it's it the one that's it not nominated no for best chance. picture. It's the one that's not nominated for best picture. That's that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, a movie a movie uh, best picture nominee is always going to. Rise up above the others in this, in right. this category. I, I, I wasn't saying I wasn't saying it was going to win. I was I was just making a point about the circumstances in which it was written. I understand. Um, uh, I would say that uh, oh, I would. Uh, I'm going to put it behind three billboards. That's my mm. choice. Uh, writing adapted screenplay. This is a screenplay that is adapted from another source. <laughs> I just wanted to define the category for everyone. What is adapted? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here are the nominees. Um, <clears throat> call me by your name. <clears throat> James Ivory. Man, very few people are talking about the fact that uh, this is like a James Ivory screenplay. Uh, all the all the heats on kind of the the sexuality at the center of it, which is not necessarily something you expect from. James Ivory, um, the Disaster Artist. Um, who wrote the Disaster Artist? All I see here is Scott. Scott Newstadler and Michael H. Weber. Uh, they're the guys okay. who wrote uh, uh, the Spectacular Now. And the Five Hundred Days of Summer. Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yes. Okay. Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. Dean, what do you think here? Uh, it's going to be called Be By Your Name just as a career award for James Ivory uh, rather than giving him an a honorary Oscar, which he's deserved for many years now. Uh, uh, it's going to go to him competitively. So it wouldn't be my choice. Uh, this is not a great year for adapted screenplays. Uh, uh, I think my choice <laughs> might be something like Richard Linklater and Daniel Ponickson for Last Flag Flying, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Lee Hall for uh, Victoria and Abdul. But uh, it's going to go to James Ivory, I think. Jerry? I'm, I'm thinking Call Me By Your Name. I think this is where this, I think this, is where this movie's going to win. I honestly do believe that. Um, so, I mean, I just don't, and, I just don't see the others. And Tony, um, a lock. Call me by your name is an absolute lock. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we're all for an agreement. What's the? What's one above a trifecta? What's the word for that? Superfecta. Oh, okay. We're we're a superfecta. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, let me see. Visual effects. 
Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of Galaxy Volume 2. <clears throat> Which, by the way, a lot of people... Uh, I mean, I agree, uh, Volume 2 isn't as uh, as good as the first one, but uh, as I was watching it, it, it really is a beautiful-looking movie. <clears throat> it's got such well, beautiful colors. We can stop and we can say... The miracle is finally going to happen. After 14 nominations, another lock is Roger Deakins, the cinematographer. We haven't gotten there yet, Tony. I know that. We haven't gotten there. Tony's hopping around. No. no you're <laughs> talking it's about like how good it MO. You, you talk about how good it looked, and I'm, I'm just, just so pleased that he's going to win this year. He finally is going to make it this year. I'm sorry. I don't think. Uh, well, let's hold off on that conversation. But let's, let's, <laughs> okay, back to visual effects. Can we get back to visual effects? Uh, okay, but you said to Bl- look Blade at Runner. the film. The look at the film. I understand. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Volume Two, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, okay, Jerry, what do you think? Um, these are all good choices. I just want to echo what you said about Guardians of the Galaxy. I watched it again last weekend. And, 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 no, it's not as good as the first one. It's still a good film, and it is a beautiful-looking film. You know what I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with, if we're going by visual effects, I really think War of the Planet of the Apes deserves it, hands down. Even though this is a tough category, they're all great. Got to give it to War for the Planet of the Apes. I mean, the effects in all three. I mean, as a thing, a career, like a, we're in a war for all three films. It's just amazing what they did here. Have um, they won yet? Have, have either of this I, new... I don't, no, no, like, I don't know. No, 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 it hasn't. No, this is the year. This is the year, I think, for this. I think you've got to really um, recognize the just the work, and it's not not making. I think all five films are, are in this category superb, but I just think this is the groundbreaking one, really. Okay. I'm with I'm with Jerry 100. Uh, percent Okay. Absolutely, War of the Planet of the Apes deserves the award. Uh, I just hope it happens. Okay, and Tony, do you concur? I agree with uh, Jerry and Dean. I think it's a, it's the winner. All right. Well, you know, I don't want to be left out. I'll I'll, I'll go with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> go with the Apes. Um, sound mixing. Baby Driver. Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Sound mixing. Mm. I'll go first and say Dunkirk. Uh, What say you, Tony? I agree. I I, I think Dunkirk will get some technical awards, and this is one of them. Dean? uh, There's part of me that wants to go with Baby Driver because I think the sound... And that movie, the, particularly the mixing of the music with the sound effects and everything, uh, uh, was the most talked about sound of the year. Uh, whereas uh, Dunkirk, while I'm going to go for it in sound editing, which is a, an effects award, I feel like for sound mixing, it had some problems for some people. Um <laughs> What, what uh, Nolan film doesn't have that with sound and <laughs> yes, with the dialogue particularly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, it still might pull it out. It's, it it 
you know, looking when people are voting for it and looking at the uh, ballot and everything, Dunkirk might stick out there because it's the best picture nominee, and they want to reward it. So, yeah, kind of. I'm kind of sp- split between the two. But I can't I'm tell you go- the number of times when when somebody's told me your Dunkirk is sticking out. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Baby Driver just because of those that reason that I mentioned. Okay. And Jerry, did you say what did you say? Or what, what I didn't think? I didn't say any, I didn't say anything. Yet. I just want to I do agree with you. I think it is Dunkirk. Um I do want to point out though that in um one of the things besides all the other things that have been said about the last Jedi, last Jedi does have something very unique in it. A scene with no sound in um yeah. the movie that a lot of people have talked about. I just want to bring I just like something that's never happened in the whole series before and something that where people like the movie theaters had to remind, tell the audiences no, there's nothing wrong with the movie. <laughs> right. And I just thought that's just just something in this category. I know it's in both categories, but just something to keep that in mind, although I don't think it's really going to play a part, but just something when talking about sound, and especially the Star Wars movies, this was a unique um, incident, if you will. Um, but I'm going to go with Dunkirk, yeah. for sure. Uh, editing. Uh, sound editing. Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, Star Wars The Last Jedi. It's the exact same nominees, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I'd, say, I'd say Dunkirk. So Dean, you say Dunkirk here too, right? Yes. Well, man, we're just speeding through these. We'll be done by the <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll be done in no time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Tody, what do you think? Uh, Dunkirk, Dunkirk. But uh, I think in both both the, the two we've spoken about recently, I think second was probably Blade Runner. But Dunkirk will be will edge out Blade Runner in, in yeah. Okay. The award. That's two for Dunkirk. And Jerry. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's Dunkirk. All right. The movie I hate has already won two Oscars. <laughs> Short. <laughs> okay. Have Have we um, seen any of the shorts this year? I've I've researched them, but I haven't seen them all. I haven't seen them at all. I don't know any of them. Okay, well, Dean, you, you, you'll be the expert on these two categories. Uh, live live action short film. All the categories. Film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it DeCab? Yeah. Elementary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eleven O'clock. My nephew Emmett. Uh, the Silent Child and Watu Wote. All of us. Well, you take that one, Dean. Um, <laughs> I've heard uh, I, just from what I've heard, I've heard that DeKalb Elementary is the most uh, emotionally affecting, and uh, also has kids in it. Which <laughs> these, these live action short films always have kids in them that win. So uh, I'm going to go with that one. Don't Can I chip in? Can I chip in, James? Yeah, because I've seen absolutely. It. And uh, oh, well, I, th- well, I think it will win. Uh, you 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 agree with that? Yes, okay. I do. Okay. Uh, well, when in doubt, I'm going with Tony. And I'm going with Tony too. On this, yeah. I mean, I'm just going around on any of you. Short film animated, Dear Basketball, 
garden party, blue, negative space, and revolting rhymes. Man, five titles that I have no problem pronouncing. (laughs) Rare for this category. Well, uh, I've looked at – have you seen all of these too, Tony? No, I haven't, but I know what, what how can how can Kobe not win in LA? <laughs> That's a good point. Uh I, and and it's a widely seen uh short film. Right. So, uh so that's a big that's a big thing there. Uh I think out of the if you're just judging by the the animation, uh I think uh, Garden Party deserves it. Uh because it's really dazzling how uh, how real it looks. Um, uh, but uh, I think you're right that Deer Basketball is going to win just because it's Kobe Bryant being nominated there. There's going to be a big star power push for that. Sure. Okay, production design. Now that we're now that we're done with those exciting most exciting categories, we're going to production <laughs> design. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, um, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. Um, Tony, what do you think? I think it's between Shape of Water and, and Blade Runner seems to be placing, to, in my mind, to a lot of these. Uh, but I, I think Shape of Water, one of the one of the ones... Sweep or not, the shape of water will, will, will get is this production design. I agree. Out of all of these, I think uh, shape of water is uh, the most sumptuous uh, in uh, in this realm. Uh, I'm sad that Phantom Thread didn't get in. Yeah, uh, I was thinking I, that too. Yeah, I think it deserved a nomination here. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm going with Shape of Water as well. Why is Why is Darkest Hour in there? I don't know. It's it's a real. It's. I guess most of it takes place in like a, in like underground bunkers that are so dimly lit you can't make out an environment from them. You know. I agree. I agree. Uh, I guess it's it's that. Uh, it's kind of that old timey uh, art direction, you know. Big, uh, uh, not only just bunkers, but uh, big palatial halls and so forth. So, mm. uh, but um, yeah, shape of water. Dunkirk is kind of a surprise too because it's not. It doesn't really strike me as an art direction movie. Um, well, they made that beach, so I mean that's come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you From remember? Scratch. Do you remember when 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 Jaws was up because they made the beach in Jaws? Spielberg had the beach made. Yeah, Jaws was not nominated for production design. No, it wasn't. It wasn't, and that's what the the, the point I was making. That, oh, I that see. Sometimes you make a beach, or you mm-hmm. you, you, you <laughs> and a the beach makes you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, Jerry, what do, what do you think I, here? I'm going to go with the shape of water. I, I think that I think that's a good, if this has got that uh, one. You know, I think that's a, I think that's a safe bet too. Yeah. Yeah. So we all go for the shape of water. And in any other year, I mean, just hearing the title Blade Runner twenty forty nine, all of us would have said, "Oh yeah, it's going to be a Blade Runner movie that wins." Yeah. Kind of thing. 
Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it ha- it has a shot, but I don't think it has a good shot. But I I I think Blade Runner is in in competition in three or four categories and will only win one. But uh, I think it it probably the second choice behind Shape of Water. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. Uh, original song, Mighty River from Mudbound. That's Mary J. Blige, one of her two nominations. Uh, Mystery of Love from uh, Call Me By Your Name uh, should be uh, titled Mystery of Why Do People Like This Movie. Uh, <laughs> remember, uh, remember Me from Coco. Man, you know, I'm on the Oscar website, and and it's the you would think that the Oscar website, the nomination listing, would be the easiest to navigate. They don't even finish the, the titles of the nominees on the Oscar website. Uh, there's a Diane Warren song from Marshall, "Stand Up for Dot Dot Dot." Stand up for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is me from The Greatest Showman. Uh, Jerry, this is your specialty, original song. Yes, I'll, again, uh, and I won't, and I won't, and I promise I will not um, kill the show by starting to sing each song either. Um, I'm going to go with Coco. I'm going to go with the song from Coco. I think is I, I, I think is the uh, sure, surefire winner. Um, in another year, maybe the song from Marshall, but no, I'm going to go with Coco here. Um, so, okay, that was that was a joke. Okay, oh, but no, I didn't want to go with Coco. Uh, you're, for me, uh, yeah, okay, so you got Coco, uh, it's written by the guys, the, the married couple that did, uh, you know, Let It Go from Frozen a few years ago, uh, then you've got This Is Me from Greatest Showman that's written by the guys from, uh, La La Land last year, Oh. and, uh, yeah, I don't think the Sufjan Stevens movie song will make it. It's a little too, a little too slight. Um, and I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go with Mary J. Blige for Mighty River. Hmm. I, I just, uh, I, I think that uh, there'll be some political uh, push to to make that the winner. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Uh, out of so, all of these. Know, we- out of all of these songs, Mystery of Love is the one that I like the best. Uh, uh, you know, certainly I have. There are a few others that I wish had been nominated, particularly uh, If I Dare from uh, Battle of the Sexes. But uh, you, you like it better than the Stand Up for Dot Dot Dot. <laughs> yeah, just listening listening to the Diane Warren song, I, I wasn't very ridiculously impressed with now, that song. The the other thing is don't 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 put down the dot dot dot. Trump has made all his uh, Twitters dot dot dot. So <laughs> dot 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 is very contemporary. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on whether or not Russia might have anything to do with this category to sway it at all. But uh, <laughs> I, I I think that uh, it's going to be the greatest show, personally. Mm. Well, I want to chip in and support uh, Jerry with uh, a Coco. Okay. I don't think that's fair. I think the greatest showman has a, no. has, certainly has a shot. I mean, 
I'm just going on one. No, and, well, and 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 there's there's a tradition of uh, the animated songs bringing out the you know some of the best music every year and, mm-hmm. and taking home this award. Right. So I mean, Coco Coco is definitely you know it's hard to it's hard to overlook that. Uh, but uh, the Greatest Showman, I have not seen it. Um, but uh, man, it's surprising to me how everybody that does see it, most of them say that was surprisingly it. not bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's a very popular movie. It's a kind of a sleeper, sleeper hit. Yeah. It has done very well. Yeah, I was, I was well. Uh, Original, <laughs> original score. Uh, here they are. Oh God, I hate reading this. Dunkirk. <laughs> Your favorite Fuck score of the year. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> my ears bleed. <laughs> Phantom Thread from uh, Johnny Greenwood. from Alexander Splat. Star Wars The Last Jedi from John Williams. Carter Burwell, our good buddy Carter Burwell. Sing it for you. I'll sing it for you. Don't, 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 don't. That's the that's the score. <laughs> All right, uh, Tony. What do you think will win? 
I, I, unfortunately, guys, I, I feel very authoritative today. Um, I just feel like it's so obvious. So many of these categories are obvious that the shape of water looks to me like a lock. I think it might get in there as part of, uh, I think, the, you know, the winning. I don't think it's going to be a sweep like eight Oscars, but uh, I think, you know, you're you're possibly right that the shape of water will get in there. But what was the what was the word possibly in your sentence for? Well, I, I think I think you're probably right that it's going to okay, win. Probably, I like. I think better. I think you're I think you're probably right that it's going to win. But I am going to vote for my favorite score of the year, which is hands down Phantom Thread, Johnny Greenwood. I think that score is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, one of the great uh, one of the great aspects of that film. Uh, and uh, it is it is just astounding. It's the one score that I would actually sit out of all, all five that I would actually sit down and listen to from the beginning. Yeah, but Dean, we're 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 not just picking the ones we like. We're picking the ones that we think are going to win, right? I I agree, but I kind of I kind of float back and forth between those two this year. Okay. So, but uh, so I do too, and yeah, and, and 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 not not just because I I like the Phantom Thread score, because I also also thought. The splats work in Shape of Water was very good, um, mm-hmm. but but people have been talking about Johnny Greenwood for a long time, and they haven't they really have. been able to no- they haven't really been able to nominate him. <laughs> in this one, yeah, he overdid himself. He made like an hour and forty minutes of music for that movie. Um, mm-hmm. So I I really personally I do think it's a toss up, uh, and and this, uh, <clears throat> but I I will go with. I will go with Shape of Water uh, because I think the Shape of Water will get a lot of love, and I think Phantom Thread will get one win for the night. So, uh, but it could, but I would not be surprised if Phantom Thread won. I, I, I that's exactly one of my points is that that uh, people have been talking about Johnny Greenwood's uh, contributions to movies. Uh, the Paul Thomas Anderson movies now for a decade, and uh, the Splats already won an award, uh, an Oscar, um, yeah. and uh, I just, I just think that they'll, uh, they'll hand it to Johnny Greenwood. But these people who are talking, quote these people, I mean, what effect do they have? Just because there's talk going on, and just because there's recognition, I'm not sure it's strong enough to up to make him an upset candidate. I wouldn't be unhappy with it, but I just don't see him beating uh, Shape of Water. There's got to be some surprises in the night. Let's they, hope so. They can't Let's just so. they can't just all they can't all go to what we think are the front runners. So <laughs> I I think I think a good good idea is to try and predict the surprises. Uh, and I think that's one of the surprises that that's well, going to happen. If you it, ever come to, Dean, if you ever come to Vegas, do not bet that way. This is exactly why I would not ever be a better in anything. All right. Well, and plus, you, you, this year might feel well. It'll feel a bit differently just because of the the movement that Hollywood's embraced this year. But um, but it's also different because there's a lot more of a diverse voting range 
and I think that's why you're seeing some more genre picks get in to the nomination, uh, the nomination list this year, uh, which, if anything, that's in Shape of Water's favor, too. The other thing, uh, Jamie, that, is uh, that, that, that getting a nomination is not really being in, in contention for the award. I mean, a lot of these nominations give them uh, respect and admiration and recognition, but right. that's as far as they go. Right. Um, Jerry, did you tell us what you thought? I think it, I would like to see Phantom Thread. Um, yeah. I think Johnny Greenwood has enough, uh, the same kind of love behind his work that Roger Deakins has. Uh, you mean and, he's got to be nominated another 10, 12 times? 13 times before right. he wins? <laughs> <laughs> that, maybe. I'm talking about just this year, but, you know. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. Okay. Darkest Hour. Um, Victoria and Abdul. And Wonder. So, uh, I mean, it's got to be Darkest Hour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Absolutely. Darkest Hour. When you Absolutely. when you make up Gary Oldman to look like Norbit, I mean, it's you know, it's, that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> but Rick Baker did not do that makeup, did he? You don't hear about Rick Baker anymore. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he's retired. Uh, Kazuhiro uh, Suji uh, is one of the makeup designers, and he is a uh, – he's really an artist. Uh, a, um, uh, he he uh, has, in the past, uh, built life-sized heads of famous people that look – ridiculously real that's why uh jerry oldman asked for him personally to be part of the makeup team let me ask you a question dean and everybody did anybody ever see gary oldman behind that makeup was there a moment that you said that's gary oldman or did it throughout like in the lbj occasionally you saw woody woody came through but I did not see beyond makeup. I thought it was it was wonderfully done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I do think it was wonderfully done, uh, and it didn't it didn't look, uh, you know. And, and in terms of LBJ, whereas that was a more kind of that was a lot less makeup that was required. I I thought they could have done without any makeup at all on LBJ because mm-hmm. actually the makeup that was there felt a little uh, at times uh, distracting to me. As long as you had the ears, you didn't need makeup. That's right. Um, and I thought Woody Harrelson was a good enough actor and that uh, I think he's really good in that movie. Um, foreign language film, a fantastic woman, Chile. Oh. Man, the number of emails I've gotten about that movie, uh, to talk about that movie. Um the Insult from Lebanon, Loveless from Russia, On Body and Soul from Hungary, and The Square from Sweden. Um, Dean, you're a real champion of Loveless, right? 
Yeah, the Lo- Loveless and the Square both, uh, but I don't think either one of them will win. Uh, I think I think Fantastic Woman will win. Actually, uh, interesting that you mentioned the the PR campaign is is in high gear on that one. Uh, but it has a you know a, a transgender woman in the in the lead, and uh, I just think uh, I don't know there. I, you know, sometimes you know you have to go. <laughs> sometimes you have to go with like ridiculous theories to to predict some of these. And I think they'll see that title uh, on the ballot mm. and go for it mm. instinctively. Um, well, I don't think that's a r- ridiculous at all. I think the film is by, by a very, very, very strong favorite to win the award. I think anything else, maybe the square has a shot. But I think the 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 whole concept and the whole execution of the fan, uh, fantastic women makes it an absolute odds-on favorite. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, uh, Jerry. I'm going to go with the Fantastic Woman. I've only heard good things about it. No, no, in all seriousness, I've only heard good things about the movie. So, and I saw the trailer for it, and it looks good. So, um, but yeah. All right. All right. Well, then we'll we'll have another superfecta here. I'm going to use that word. Uh, now it's now that Tony's ta- uh, taught taught me that word. I'm going to use it as much word. as possible. Uh, I'll go with Fantastic Woman as well. Uh, okay. Now we're at. You can also editing. call us the Fantastic Four, right? True. Baby Driver. This is editing. Baby Driver. Dunkirk. I Tanya. The Shape of Water. And three billboards. Jerry, you you go first here. What do you think for editing? For editing, this is a good. uh, I I, I guess Baby Driver (laughs) can't win anything, really, can it? I I guess Baby. I mean, it would just, I mean, it would be booed if it was, um, I guess. Um, and I know that's kind of silly, but I you know what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with I, Tanya. Um, I think that's a wonderful, just wonderfully fast-paced film um, and just really well put together, you know, just the way it goes. It's just really good between the interviews, the way they do the interview subjects and everything. I just thought there was something very flawless about that. And I'm, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to be the outlier of this fight. You know, who who won the editors guild? They they handed handed out the award of the editors, right? Oh, did they? I don't I don't remember. I don't remember. They split their awards up into two categories: drama and comedy. I Tanya won the comedy category, but oh, I I'm going to I'm going to go with the winner of the drama category and go with Dunkirk, which will be Lee Smith's second editing Oscar after ah. after Inception. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Dunkirk. Okay. All right. Uh, I didn't realize I told you one even for uh, Okay, wow. Right. I was just going on my own gut feeling here. Wow. Okay. Um, and, Tony, what do you think? Uh, Dunkirk, just a little bit of a head of sound of water. Uh, uh, shape of water, I'm sorry. Um, Dunkirk. Okay, I'll, I'll go with Dunkirk, too. Um, wow, that was there's a sequel. Just... Is there a sequel? <laughs> yeah. Oh, please no. Uh, it's uh, but it's it's neat. It's neat how uh, Itania has uh, really made an impact in this category. Uh, obviously. 
documentary short subject, Edith and Eddie. Heaven is a traffic on the 405. Okay, heaven is a traffic jam on the 405. All it says here is heaven is a traffic dot, dot, dot. Uh, <laughs> uh, heroin, uh, knife skills, and traffic stop. It's got to be heaven is a traffic jam on the 405. That's right? just a great title. Yeah. Uh, well, Edith and Eddie is about uh, 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 a an elderly couple, uh, an elderly um, uh, multiracial couple. Um, Heaven is a Traffic Jam is about an artist dealing with depression. Heroin is about the uh, opioid epidemic hitting uh, West Virginia. Knife Skills is about uh, prison uh Prison denizens getting a job, jobs in a four-star restaurant upon release. And Traffic Stop is about a uh, black lady who is stopped by the police and roughed up. Um, I'm going to go uh, just on my gut feeling, heaven is a traffic jam on the 405 Something to do with the title and the subject matter, uh, but heroin could get in there as well. So that would be my heroin. I mean, heroin has been featured on Netflix for a while now. Yes, uh, but you know, for me personally, what it has going against it is there's a different heroin documentary made every single week. I mean, I, I, I've seen at least five or six of them. Um, so uh, it's kind of the cost of living celeb for documentary short makers. So. But if if your if your film represents the whole movement to doing that, that's probably bolsters its opportunity or its chances. I agree. Uh heroin and I think Edith and Eddie has a shot, but uh I'll go with heroin. Have you seen all of these? I saw uh, heroin and I haven't seen Edith and Hed- and Eddie but since it's about old people <laughs> and the academy has its share, <laughs> that's a good that's a good uh, that's a good uh, deduction there. Well, I, I'll go with Heaven as a Traffic Jam. There, the the best heroin documentary I've seen is uh, I even forget the title of it, but it takes place in a certain the the most decimated town in America that uh, from the opioid epidemic. And they have a, is it called the Oxiana? It might be, and they have a they have a large number of um, hepatitis cases. Uh, it's not just opioids; it's it's kind of the side effects of opioid addiction, and they're being wiped out by hepatitis more than anything else because of the needles. Mm. Uh, it's just it's it's hell on earth. Um, uh, but I'll go with heaven just because I like the title. <laughs> yeah, that's the depth of depth of my enthusiasm. What's, what's your what's your sense of traffic jams? I don't like them. I didn't think so. So, <laughs> Jerry, what do you think? Well, I I don't know anything about this category. I'll just go with you, the the heaven traffic jam movie or whatever. I'll just jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. 
documentary feature. Abacus, small enough to what? What is the title? Small enough. Small to, enough to jail. Okay, just Steve James. Uh, Faces places. Icarus, um, which is the big uh, Russian doping um, film. Uh, Last men in Aleppo. In Strong Island. Uh, Tony, what do you think here? This is another one that I think is a lock. Uh, Faces Places, uh, Agnes Varda, the 88-year-old filmmaker. I mean, it, it's... Uh, well, well, I think it's definitely the front, front runner, and I would very be very surprised if Faces Places doesn't win. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm going with that, too. Uh, I'd have to go with that. Because this will make this one of the few years that a honorary Oscar winner and wins a competitive Oscar in the same year. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really interesting. Uh, you know, I mean, I really love Abacus Small Enough to Jail, and uh, of course, one of its nominees. I think he's being nominated for the first time. Believe it or not, is Steve James, who did Hoop Dreams. <laughs> Oh, this yeah. Might, might that might that might that factor in in, in that w- what a lot of people consider one of the great uh, misjustices in the documentary category is the lack of uh, recognition for Hoop Dreams. So might it figure in that they can finally? No, no, it won't figure in. Well, we'll see. It's possible. Oh boy, I I, I want to bet you guys. <laughs> Let's lay some money on here. I I I mean I I don't see it having a chance. I mean I really don't see it having a chance in this competition. Mm-hmm. And and the the remember this is an old lady, an old woman artist, a, a one who's paid her dues and been uh, and, and created wonderfully. I mean I. I just don't see them ignoring her. Even if she's already won an honorary Oscar this year? Yeah, that's, yeah. I I, I mean, I don't don't think it's, it's like saying, oh, the picture has won another award, let's not give it this award. Mm. I mean, I I think that... it's also, she, she is a stalwart favorite to me. I, it's mind. also the least political out of all of them. Right. Of, out of all four of them. So that might work in its favor, maybe not. Um, directing. Christopher, uh, now there were some snubs in this category. Christopher Nolan oh, yeah. and Dun, Dunkirk. Jordan Peele and Get Out. Uh, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson, which was a welcome inclusion for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro in The Shape of Water. Jerry, who's going to win? Oh, God, you really have to put me on the spot like this. Okay, um, this is a tough one. Um, I think it's del Toro. I really think it's del Toro, but I would love to see Paul Thomas Anderson get it, but I just don't see it. I just don't. I would love to see that, but I think it's Del Toro's here, and I and I have no problem with that. All the all the signs are pointing to Del Toro. I mean, aren't they? Yeah, they I, are. I think so. And, and, and to be honest, big guys have to stick together. So I mean, come on. I mean, I'm, I'm, he's got my vote right there. I mean, so you know, so. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with Shape of Water as well. It's not my choice, my personal pick, but uh, uh, I just think the signs are – the fact that it won the PGA Award, uh, the Producers Guild, and, of course, the uh, the uh, Golden Globe. Um, I think also they'll – Welcome the chance to finally award the third of the three amigos, that is including Alfonso Caron and Inaritu, uh, oh, uh, yeah. who have mm-hmm. also already won this award. So this will this will complete the the, uh, the trifecta, shall we say? Yeah. Next year, I'm sure it'll be a superfecta. Oh. Yeah. See, uh, see, I snuck that in. <laughs> uh, very clever, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just too cocky. I, I, I don't think Del Toro has any opposition. I think he's home free. Costume design, Beauty and the Beast, The Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, and Victoria and Paula Abdul. Now, Tony, you, <laughs> yes. you have. You have to agree that Phantom Thread, just by its nature, that's got to be a front runner here, right? Give us. When something. somebody <laughs> says to me, when somebody says to me, you have to agree. On principle, I can't agree, <laughs> but I will make an exception here. Um, Phantom Thread is going to win, absolutely. I love yeah, you, Tony. Thank you for that. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm absolutely on board with this. Deserves to win. Sure. Mm-hmm. Should win. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm, this is totally, right. yeah. All right. Well, I'm there too. Uh, where are we at now? Cinematography. Now, we already know. Yay! Tony Yay! <laughs> well, here we go. Oh, and, here we and, go. And, and, and for all film fans, if Deacon were to win, uh, it, it would be a highlight of the night <clears throat> because uh, he's a great artist that deserves deserves recognition. Well, uh, maybe he should have won for for, for uh, Shawshank. He certainly should have won for Fargo. He certainly should have won for No Country for yes. Old Men. Mm-hmm. And I think he should have won for uh, Assassination of Jesse James. Uh, which that was, was the same year, year, right? Same year, yes. And same. I think that may have hurt him, right? Because he had two Mm-hmm. He was up for two different films, and I think he would have won if he was up for one of those films instead of both of them. Mm-hmm. Which again, they got a lot to make up. Terrible for. irony. Uh, yes, they do. Is what is what we're saying. <laughs> uh, Darkest Hour. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of these. No, we haven't. Uh, we had the Darkest Hour guy on the show, Bruno Dubonnel. Um Dunkirk, which actually Bruno. He shoots. Uh, he shot a lot of Tim Burton's movies, and if you think about it, there are parts of uh, that of Darkest Hour that you know that's a little Burton esque. Uh, you know, there's like this patina, there's like this kind of dark wash over the images that uh, remind me somewhat of Burton. Mm-hmm. Dunkirk, Hoyt von Hoytema, Mudbound. Now this is this is a great uh, nomination. First female ever nominated for cinematography, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, she's, been, right. she's been a guest on our show. 
Uh, she was unhappy with the interview I did with her, so I had to do it like a take two of the interview because I left some movies out that she wanted to talk about. Uh, oh. But she was, you know, a delightful woman, um, and I'm 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 so happy that she got recognized. That's a great great step for her. Uh, and the Shape of Water. Um, so it, uh, Tony's going with um, Deacons for Blade Runner, and you know what? I will too. I'm going to be an outlier here and go with Dunkirk because <laughs> I think that's the, that's really the best cinematography of the year. Um, I have not said it all night long. Dean, you are dead wrong. <laughs> and I will put our reputations on this one. You think Blade Runner is the best cinematography <laughs> of the year? Well, I think it's going to win. Risking so I think much it's going to win. I think yeah, but do you win. think it's the best? Oh, I, I, I did. I, I don't have no idea. You don't have an opinion? No, not on that. Whether it's the best cinematography of the year? Mm. No, I no. I'd, I'd have to really consider all of the films and all the cinematography, and I do when I see the film. And I thought when I saw this, Deacons has a chance. And the more I've heard the more reaction that's been built up, the groundswell of support for Deacons, I think he's a lock. I mean, I think he's finally going to get deserved recognition and reward. I just don't see any competition. I I really don't. You know when they print the ballots, they don't have the names of the the artists on the ballot. So yeah, but, but but people the reminder that another. Roger the reminder that some people might need that Roger Deakins actually did the cinematography and is actually due might not actually be there on the paper, and that's one of the reasons that he's lost out so many years. Mm. So I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying. You know, Dunkirk is the bigger hit out of the bunch. Uh, it's uh, it's the biggest scope out of the bunch and those are two things that are working in its favor. Uh, but don't but don't you think Dean that they'll just think hologram Elvis and they'll give it to Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that, that, that Blade Runner is his best work. That's no. not what we're no, talking but, about. No, but how, how many how many times have we said, you know, like it's been said about Pachita, like you gave it to him for cinema. Well, but uh, it's been said about yeah, I mean, that's a good point. For trading day, I mean, that's an excellent. That's an excellent point. It's it's a little different for for a you know a cinematographer, uh, uh, but you know I just I just think that uh, Dunkirk's going to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, there's always stuff. Uh, I, I, I say Blade Runner. Uh, Jerry, what say you? I'm going with Deacons. I mean, come on. I mean, we've got to be right one here. Yeah. <laughs> we've been wrong about him like 14 other times, so we might as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just, let's just go with Deacons here. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just going. I mean. But this year, the Academy is going to be right, too. It's, it's going to jump. We have finally had an influence. <laughs> I think so. I think they're listening. They're listening uh, right now. <laughs> 
Deacons wrote me an email once. I think because I, 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 you know, I've pretty much tried to get interviews with most of the cinematographers working today, and Deacons was one that when he said no, he didn't say it through his uh, agent, which was nice. He he just he wrote me and said no. <laughs> he wrote me directly, no. which I, I appreciate it. Uh, no, I was okay. a long time ago. I was doing some research on Deacons, and I saw that his his wife, I think, I think I remember correctly, is named Michael. And I thought, oh, this was a this was a a, a, a gay wedding long before it it was accepted. But Michael turned out to be a woman, so uh, that was wrong. <laughs> wow. Uh, animated feature film. The Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent. Uh, you know, uh, Coco, I mean, it usually goes to the boat, usually goes to the behemoth in, in the bunch, and Coco's the one this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think so. I, I'm going to go with Coco. Yeah, me too. Four. Now, now, might they get it confused with Coco before Chanel? That's that's all. That's my question. <laughs> I was I was thinking you were going to say that. <laughs> Tony, what do you think? Oh, I went four. Like I agree, I was the fourth to, to agree oh, that okay. Coco will win. Okay, actress in a supporting role: Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, Allison Janney. The scene she wore this year for I, Tanya. Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. And Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Um, <laughs> all right, Dean. Here, here you go. Who do you think? Allison Janney is obviously won uh, the, uh, the Golden Globe and the SAG Award for I, Tanya. Uh, I think, wrongly... I'm going to go with Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. Uh, I, I, I hold fast that's the best supporting actress performance of the year with Leslie Manville coming in second for me. And uh, uh, I, I'm going to stick to it. It's got to get, the movie's got to get some recognition. And uh, uh, I think that's where it'll... Look, and surprises surprise have been known to happen in the supporting categories. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, um, I think that Alice and Jenny had such great lines to deliver. I mean, we can't even say them on the podcast. But, uh, yes, we can. Wait, wait, wait. What okay. Do you mean we can't do? <laughs> okay, all right. We can curse on the move. And I think. Also great. Metcalf is second, but I I don't see Allison Johnny not winning. I think it, it's again a lock. To me, her performance is good, but it's it's a very one note performance. Uh, They're very one that, note people. That, <laughs> hammers that note away throughout the entire thing. Um, I just but I, I, but I think like, you know it, it, I, uh, the, the the thing that the reason why I think Alice and Jenny will win this. There's two reasons mostly. One is what she's won everything else pretty much, and the second reason is this is the category. If you have like a 
uh, a tongue twirling uh, role, uh, you're more likely to get it. I think. Mm. Um, and I, I think this is more of a showboating role than than something as than you know something as subtle as Metcalf's performance. Mm. She made me laugh out loud. Yeah, that doesn't happen I mean, a whole she's lot. Wearing the wire, or she's wearing the wire, or whatever. When it's towards the end, to go, and you're just like, oh my god. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it's a good, it's a, it's a good. Look, all five performances here are very good. Um, let's not. I actually think all five of them are, are very good, but I just think that, that really the win seems to be on uh, with Alice and Jamie here. Um, who was who was left out it. of this category? Because um, Manville was a surprise nominee. And a lot of people might not have expected Octavia Spencer either. Who, who was left out here? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, Holly Hunter, big six. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Hong Chow for downsizing. Yeah. Not a, right. Not a widely loved movie, but a really loved performance. Uh, for me personally, Tatiana Maslany for Stronger. And Bria uh, Vanite for uh, the Florida Project, and uh, Daphne mm. Keen for Logan, I think was really yeah. good too. I mean, you could make an argument Chris Pine for Wonder Woman, but maybe not. Okay, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's another that's a that's one thing that rubbed me raw. That uh, I was, <laughs> you know, the Florida Project was in the conversation as one of the top contenders, and mm-hmm. uh, that was that was pretty much ignored in uh, Best Picture, which I thought it would get a picture nomination. I really did. But um, That movie got a tremendous backlash at the last at the last minute uh, because of uh, Willem Dafoe winning the Supporting Actor, all the Supporting Actor awards and the critics groups. People started backlashing on that movie big time. That's yeah, a shame. Which is a shame. It's my, uh, what is that, my third or fourth favorite movie of the year? So, I love that movie. Uh, actor in a supporting role, speaking of, Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project, uh, which, God, I like him so much in that movie. Uh, Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins in The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World. Let's talk about that in our conversation here. Uh, And Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards. Tony, is Rockwell a lock? A near lock. I mean, I... uh... Yes, yes, he is. Uh, I I can't find another actor that I think will beat him in this in this award. Um, I, it just seemed to me that he and McDermott worked so well on the film. So did so did Woody, in fact. That the mm-hmm. acting in that was terrific. The ensemble acting in that was wonderful again. Um, yeah. So I yes, Sam Rockwell. It could be an, an maybe. That would be the category that I would find it, the possibility of an upset, but I, I go with Rockwell. Who would upset? Defoe might, but well, I have a hard time. Uh, have a hard time rationalizing that. It's another the Florida Project is another very subtle performance that doesn't have any big actorly moments in it, really. So that's one of the things keeping it from the win. Uh, whereas Sam Rockwell, that's almost a lead performance. 
and a lot of times the supporting actors, uh, the supporting uh, categories, the larger performance wins. Not only the larger in terms of uh, in terms of uh, emoting, but also in terms of screen time. And Dean, you you said uh, was it Alice and Johnny that you said it was one note? His performance is not one note; it's multi note. He's. I mean, I love Alice and Johnny almost always, and I feel the same way with Sam Rockwell as well. Uh, and uh, I, you know, my choice would be Willem Dafoe because uh, I like a more subtle performance. Uh, but um, but I think it's Rockwell's to lose. Which is good. I, I like. I love Sam Rockwell, and I want to see him uh, get uh, get even more roles. Isn't it odd that the, the 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 backlash hasn't reached Rockwell? Like, because all the backlash on Three Billboards, most of it revolves around his character. Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, <clears throat> I think Sam Rockwell is is widely loved as a sort of a cult movie figure. Yeah. Uh, he, he has been for many years now, probably since uh, since the mid '90s. Uh, right. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people loved him in in uh, Galaxy Quest and Moon and The Way Way Back. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a great, he's a really good actor. I mean, it's good to see him getting his due. It's a shame though; it has to be at Williams at both expense, though. I guess is what we're trying to say. Um, yeah, couldn't this be another year? Because William Dafoe's performance is very good. I think Richard Jenkins would be the dark horse if there is a dark. If this doesn't go, I think for some reason I think Richard Jenkins is because he's a he's been a you know another case of an actor, a character mm-hmm. actor that's really just the last decade just putting out since I guess in Six Feet Under really he's just been putting out solid work. Um, I mean he's always solid, but he's that's that could be the upset. Um, could be, but I think this is Rockwell's. I do think this is a lock, um, as Tony says. Um, yeah, man, I'd I'd love Willem Dafoe to win, but I think it is going to Rockwell as well. And and as for Christopher Plummer, uh, it's just because of the the, the feet of it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't judge the performance. Uh, but I, I do think that the 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 stunt of doing this performance so quickly and, and pulling it off uh, so seamlessly uh, is is enough of a narrative for it to get in. Uh, and uh, you know, it might happen. Who knows? Well, the irony the irony was that Ridley Scott wanted him first, mm. and they said no, he's too old. Uh, and then they took on Spacey, so he was he was considered early, and rejected, and then finally stepped in and and was ready yeah. for the role for for sure. Yeah, they rejected they rejected Plummer because he was too old. And what's ironic is the studio, just like Kevin Spacey, likes him young. So uh, <laughs> something else. <laughs> uh, actress for the leading role. Now, if you want to know the political power of the Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement, just look to this category. I mean, this is revolutionary. All five of these nominees are women. I think that's a good representation. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand in Three Billboards, Margot Robbie in I, Tanya, 
Saoirse Ronan in Lady Bird and, and Meryl Streep in The Post. I laugh. She's good at The Post, but uh, it's almost like it's cert movie here. It's put her name there. It doesn't, it doesn't. But here's well, I think of the five though. nominees, she probably would be the uh, the odds on her would be the the most because she, I think the other four um, were superior to to her performance. But her performance is the best performance she's given in quite some time. Though to be fair to Meryl Streep, I think it's her song. It would be the, I you know I hate to say it, this is her best performance in many many years. Um, it feels That's like her most thing. subtle performance in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it's a real. She's acting. She's acting in the movie. It's not just hey, it's not just showing up. She's actually, or I think she earns the nomination with this movie for once. Um, so I will say that right now. But here's the problem: this performance, this category, there ain't a bad performance in the bunch here. That's the problem. That's the problem. I couldn't. It's hard to pick, even though I think it's going to be McDormand. I just. Um, it's hard to really pick a performance here that's you know that's bad in any way. Yeah, I'm going to go with McDormand as well. Uh, you know, obviously she's the front runner, having won a lot of precursors. I wish it was Saoirse Ronan, but uh, I think they'll uh, look at this and go, well, she's only 23; she'll have plenty of other chances. Uh, she, she'll probably uh, end up you know, approaching Meryl Streep's uh, numbers uh, by the time she's Meryl Streep's age. Uh, so, uh, so Francis McDormand. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm in agreement. And Tony, do you think Francis? Well, of this, I, there were three wor- three words I would stake my, well, my wife won. Um, Francis McDormand's one leading actor is the other, and Deacons is the third. Those are three that I'm absolutely sure of. Mm. So McDormand, yeah. yeah. And she has her husband, and they, they, she has the knowledge. I mean, there's, she she goes across a lot of uh, different uh, um, people situations. Um, okay. Yep. And she'll come up to the mic and preach to us all. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Uh, actor in a leading role, Timothy Chalamet. Call me by your name. Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread. Daniel Kalua, Get Out. Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. And in a surprise pick, because, uh, James Franco is a uh, a grabby person. <laughs> I, I uh, yeah. Washington sneaks in for Robert J. Israel. Perfectly good performance. Uh, it's a, you know, that's fine. Yeah, I have no problem with that. It's a great performance. Dean, yeah. what do you think? What do you think, uh, It's obviously going to be Gary Oldman. Uh, I would choose Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh you know, for for yes, a fourth Oscar. But uh, I love that Denzel Washington is in here. Uh, I think Daniel Kaluuya is uh, is the uh, sort of the odd man out. I think even Daniel Kaluuya is surprised by all the recognition that this movie is getting. Uh, I don't think Chalamet has a chance. Uh, 
so it's open for sure. I think this is the lockiest lock of the night. It's yes. Open. I think it may be the lockiest lock of all time. <laughs> I mean, it, he, he is just uh, so more affirmed than almost anybody in in that in that, in that particular performance. Mhm. And he's 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 uh he has not yet gotten a backlash, you know, for his any kind of personal political mm-hmm. views that he has. Uh and uh that's a good sign <laughs> that he's he's going to win. Um yeah, I'm disappointed that uh, that uh, James Franco didn't get in. Uh, however, you know they very rarely ever nominate comedic performances. Yeah, I was gonna say that's so. A... That was that was another sign that he might not make it. You know, uh, very rare for a lead comedic performance to get in. Oh, we're up to best picture. This is the last last uh, category. All right. The nominees. Did you see? I was watching CNN because I, I was watching the uh, the nominees on the streaming on my tablet, and then I turned on CNN and they reported the wrong nominees <laughs> on CNN. Was Warren Beatty doing that? They, yeah, they said that, they said that the, the the Greatest Showman won and uh, or was nominated for Best Picture, and and the, and the reporter was actually saying. Yeah, and a shocking move. Nobody saw this coming. The greatest showbiz was validated. I said, well, nobody saw it coming because it didn't come. It didn't yeah, happen. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. What are these guys smoking, man? Yeah. Did you watch – so you didn't watch the actual Oscar nominations that were actually uh, broadcast over YouTube by the Academy. Did, you, did anybody yes. see these? Yeah, I, I, I watched. Yes. I watched. What you mean um, with um, Andy Serkis and Tiffany um, Haddish doing? Yes. TV? Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they couldn't I afford mean, like they couldn't afford some kind of uh, some kind of rehearsal time for this or right. <laughs> whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, even, I mean, even thirty minutes could have could have could have done Tiffany Haddish a little little favor there. Yeah. Just, I, it did her no favors. They did her no. It was like throwing her out to the wolves. I mean, it was just really. Oh God, it was embarrassing. I thought. I want them to go it. back. I like the way the nomination morning was before. Mm-hmm. They don't need to make a big production out of it with mm-hmm. little film clips and stuff like that. I thought it was very awkward. Not just her, her. Uh, contribution, but also just the the way it was done graphically. I thought was uh, very, very poor. Uh, they just need to go back to the old, old way of doing things. Yeah. Um, okay, best picture nominees. Call me by your name. <sighs> Darkest hour. Dunkirk. Get out. Lady Bird. Phantom Thread. The Post. The Shape of Water. And three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay, uh, Tony, who will they give Best Picture to first, and then who will they give to second? Well, actually, I like that, because I have two pictures that I can't decide which one is going to get it. The Shape of Water is coming strong with the Producers Award. Uh, Three Billboards Outside, I think, is a a terrific movie. 
but I think they're nose and nose, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll play Dean for just a minute. I prefer a three billboards just because I like it as a, I liked it better. Um, but but the two of them, it's between those two films, and um, I'm not sure. I, I, three billboards. Ah, you went with the one you liked better. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it had to happen. My pick is Well, not... I think it's a better film also. I think it is a better, a better movie. I agree. And I think it, it, it's now won some awards, and it has won a lot of awards and is favored in the acting categories. It's not in the technical categories, but The Shape of Water is up for grabs in the in the technical categories. I like the music. I think the music will win. But to to me, you can make a case for either film, and I'm coming out on the on actually Dean. I'm coming out because I think Three Will Billboards has more of more context with what's happened so far. That's the reason I'm picking it. Mm. The reason I'm not picking it is because it's not nominated for Best Director. Uh, so I, I feel like it's out. Um, it, even though I, I, I do think it's – we can reduce the Best Picture race down to five titles. Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water, Three Billboards. If it was an old-time old five-picture nominee list, that's what it would be. Uh, so the others are out. Um, but I'm going to go with Shape of Water uh, simply because, like I said earlier, I think it's the movie that I'll, the people who have seen it, they like the best. Uh, uh, I just feel like it leaves them with a good feeling, and that's what they want. Uh, so I think also there's a you, – we mentioned the new uh, membership – and uh and possibly their inclusion has uh has opened the door up for genre movies to get into the best picture race and i think that there is an underlying push to have a genre movie win best picture uh let me ask you a question dean if you walk down the street and see 100 people and say what did you think about the shape of water one or two, or maybe none, are going to react to it. Do you think it has any? Do you have? Do you th- you you say the people who like it? And I think Jamie said this as well. Really affirm it. Really, really like it a lot. But I just think it's almost nebulous in the in the common culture. For me personally, <clears throat> I feel like the shape of water is is a. Uh, is a, der- a derivative movie. Um, uh, it's well produced and well acted, no question about it. But it is essentially a, a movie about <laughs> the love story between a, a woman and a fish. So, uh, so you're like, it's like finding, kind of like Finding Nemo. Um. <laughs> so I, I do have a I do have a hard time like imagining a world in which a best picture winner is of this type uh it's not to my taste i would prefer lady yeah. bird dunkirk or phantom thread i think they're the obvious three 
best movies out of the bunch. Um, but uh, well, here's I another don't think thing: it's does, go. does the does the Shape of Water remind you of all at all any any of the three of you of the artist? Uh, Which one best picture? But nobody so nobody it's, knows. It's like it's 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 like nostalgic quality. It's throwback quality. The whole thing, the whole the whole thing nope. that, that the, the common man did not see it. The it did not. The artist does not did not have any legs. It doesn't have any any lasting. Do you, did yeah. you predict? Did you predict the artist would win that year? I don't even. I don't. You're, you don't, you're asking you don't me. I, I don't remember what I had for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember. I don't remember my last bowel movement. I, I remember predicting the artist would win that year. I thought I uh, right after I saw I the artist. Jerry. I I thought <laughs> I thought uh, I thought right after I saw the artist. I thought uh, that's the best picture right there. I don't know I think why. It was, I think it was a more popular pick in the industry than Shape of Water seems to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, maybe not, but it just. The Shape of Water reminds me of the whole sense, the whole span of the the competition of the artist. I went back to try and figure of a, a film that may have won the award that had something, at least something in common with The Shape of Water. And you're basically putting them, lumping them together as movies that the average person has not seen, and therefore it's, you know. But you could say that well, with a lot of these movies. Yeah, uh, you can say but that. The lot just, I mean, go ahead. It's possible that, that I mean, I haven't seen the what are the what are the box office numbers for three billboards? Not that, that box that office in the matters. Of, they, that in the shape of water are both, I think, just over the thirty million mark. They're very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean they've both And I, the the other thing, the other thing is I think McDormand and Rockwell have more power than Sally and Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I say Sally and the Fish. <laughs> yeah, 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 that too. I just I'm 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 fumbling or trying to grasp at this because I really would like to make a better case for three billboards, but I know that the the shape of water has momentum behind it, so I'm I'm nonplussed. Mm. You're going well, my feeling. My, my feeling is is that um, you know, shape of water, like I said last the other week when we did our top ten of the year, shape of water checks all the boxes in terms of every character representing a different kind of social cause, mm-hmm. and it makes. It makes that dynamic very easily accessible and digestible. Three Billboards deals with a lot of current issues as well, uh, but it doesn't make it easily digestible. It sees it sees the contradictions in it. it tries to understand it. It doesn't it doesn't uh, pass pass judgment. It merely observes. But and Jamie, Jamie, doesn't it doesn't have something in common? Then, therefore, with No Country for Old Men. In terms of the ending, that most people said, "Well, what's, right. what's going to happen?" Right. And the the so characters. 
so the question is, well, does that make people respond more or less to to one over the other? I know a lot yeah. of people that see Shape of Water and, and they think it's like Titanic. They're like, oh my God, it's it's true love, knows no bounds, and they get all dreamy eyed. Yes, <laughs> that's how true. old are these people? Uh, it varies. But it varies. I mean, it varies. But we're, if we're going on your theory, Tony, or what you're talking about, the con going out in the street, get out would be the clear winner of what's nominated. Then get out. Well, we we we, we know for a fact that the most popular films hardly ever win the award. Yeah, I'm just saying. But I'm just saying, if we're going by that, but I'm just saying, if we're going by that because Dunkirk would there's a, you know people more the more people have seen Dunkirk, I gotta tell you. I've talked to a lot of people don't like it. No, I really don't. absolutely. They, re- they really don't get. It. They don't, especially watching on a small screen. I guess too, though. Like a lot of them are watching on Blu-ray or whatever. They really don't understand what people are talking about. That's the first thing I get. And then I can just certainly see that scene on a small screen. I certainly get. I get that. I get that. So Dunkirk, I wouldn't even expect it is not part of the conversation. Um, well, Jamie, Jamie came up with with the. Um, <laughs> Like the post, it's only for sixty-year-olds. 60 <laughs> it doesn't draw anybody. I I just taught a class at UNLV, and none of them had seen it. None of them had even heard about it. Um, and I I so recognition, I think, does have something to do with uh, with right success. Yeah, I agree. If I can speak to the power of the post, so that's a very local film. I could send it in Washington, D.C. area, like where I live. That's a very local film, if you will. That film really has its power, really, in the D.C. area, just because of the characters in it and everything. I don't see that film playing well outside of coastal areas, and especially out of metropolitan areas. I don't see that as a... I, I think it's a very good film, but I just don't well, see it playing well. Jerry, let me ask um, you a question, because... I thought the Post had a really good chance with the Golden Globe because those are quote journalists unquote, and I put the quotes very strongly. Well, that's a very and it didn't strong it quote. didn't work with it 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 did it didn't do anything with them. I mean the no the, it didn't it really didn't no. I think um, the, post, the, the Post is a little old fashioned for it may to, be too to old win. fashioned. <laughs> as much as I like it, I do like it. I understand what you're saying, but I, I just think it's a very it's a um. Is if this was not the year for the even though because the topicality and everything, topicality rarely translates into Oscars um, in that sense. Um, so it's not. I I do think I think we're what we're basically saying this is between the shape of water and three billboards. We've narrowed it down to these, these two films. Um, I, I, I think the, 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 the ultimate. Okay, you're going with three billboards. The ultimate message yeah. of Shape of Water is a good one, that human and fish can coexist peacefully. And I think we've been working towards that for so long. <laughs> as long as it's not a shark. It's right. just well for Aquaman, doesn't it? The Aquaman movie, this just goes really well. I mean, yeah. there, better, there better be some hardcore sex in that Aquaman movie. Yeah, you're right. God, it's going to start a trend. He's not fucking a, not fucking a killer whale. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be an orchasm? No, orchasm? I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Or, orchasm. I like that. Uh, okay. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Shape of Water. Uh, it's right. a, what I think will win. Well, we're, so, we're down the middle, right? Fall? 
Where, okay, so it's two and two, three billboards yeah. in shape of one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if I were handing out the award, I'd give it to either uh, Lady Bird or Phantom Thread. So the, n- neither of the two are my picks but to win. Preferences. Yeah, I would much rather oh. see a movie like Lady Bird or Phantom Thread win Best Picture. Should I want to see who's, more who's movies. Reading, who's, reading, who's presenting the award for Best Picture this year? I, it's I, I don't know. Right? <laughs> it could be another disaster. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Warren Beatty will not. Warren Beatty's not being asked back. I mean, that's that's obvious. I mean, no, we're not. We're, I no think they should ask again. him back. <laughs> to redeem himself. Don't screw that up again. <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, the Jimmy Kimmel the the minute long teaser for this year's Oscars? It was hysterical. No, no. Oh, you got to look it up. I don't. I don't want to ruin want- it. But uh, okay. but it's on YouTube and I'm sure on the Oscars dot org website. It's it's really really funny and and he's riffing off the mix up last year with this picture. Um, okay, uh, excitement! I'm looking forward to it. Do I sound convincing? <laughs> I haven't heard a picture like that in a long time. <laughs> I'm strangely unexcited by the Oscars this year. I, usually I am. Some For some reason, I'm not this year. Well, then let's root for an upset somewhere along the line so that <laughs> something gets – we get a little bit jostled. Yeah, that's that's uh, one of the reasons I want to go for uh, Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. I'd like to see some kind of some kind of upset that would make me happy, <laughs> you know. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be something if there were a tie? I mean, that hasn't happened in some time. It only happened once, right? <clears throat> no, it, it, there was a tie for Best Actor a long time ago. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, Wallace Beery and uh, and um, Frederick March back in the 30s tied. And uh, Barbara Streisand and Catherine Hepburn tied in 68. Right. Uh, and occasionally there's a tie, like a couple of years ago, there was a tie for, for sound. Uh, uh, with the Hurt Locker and uh, and uh, the Bond movie Skyfall tie. Hey, wait, I have a question about that though. If there's a tie, do they do they do they each get an Oscar, a statue, or do they have to share it? Like you know, someone will have to take it home a couple days a week or something, or have a one month. I mean, what's how does that work? I mean, <laughs> they they all get Oscars. Oh, okay. It, okay. I thought it was because they have to share it or something. You know, I mean, they have they have to fight for it. They all, they, all, all like strip, they strip down and they jump in a bucket of cream corn and they kind of fight it out. <laughs> okay, now I just thought maybe, you know, oh, well, you can keep it in here these months and I'll have it in these months. Then. <laughs> yeah, like a custody battle. Yes. All right. All right, Tony, thank you so much, buddy. It's been thank great. You, Tony. I, My pleasure. I haven't had a chance to talk to you in so long and welcome you back to the show, but it's always such a pleasure to have you on for the Oscars. I we always it. look forward uh, to it. I hope you make a lot of money on your back. Go on, Deacons. On your Go Rogers. Go <laughs> Deacons. That's, that's my bottom line. 